Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 172, May 13th, 1995. 28 more to go. We are rolling along in the Smoky Mountain Sweatshop this morning. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today I'm once again here with Doc Turner and not Hard Body Hopper. Once again, if you haven't heard it, uh, I've got a, an illness in my family that I'm dealing with right now and our normal recording schedule is just kind of haywire and crazy. So we apologize we can't bring Harper to you, but there's one thing we don't do, and that's miss shows. They always come out on time every time. So with that said, become a Patreon member if you appreciate that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Other than that, I'm sitting here with Doc. Doc, what's up, man? How you doing? That's not exactly true. Harper said, I'm I'm tired of dealing with all these dirt bags in the Smoky Mountains. This just ain't for me anymore, bruh. Do you ever get tired of tired of making shit up? What are you talking about? I report the facts. You report bullshit is what you do. 90% of what you say is a complete fabricated made-up line or lie. So what does that say about you that you and I have been friends for so long and you just well, hang out with be, a liar? Because I always know when you say something you 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 actually mean the opposite. It's just, I'm, I, I'm able to, you know, Hopper has a superpower of, uh, with that whole car thing he does. My, my superpower is decoding what you mean when you say something. That's how. Hey, let's get on with the show though, pal. Shout out to disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage contributions each and every month. And again, this is episode 172 of, Smoky Mountain, May 13th, 1995. Taping number four from Warrensville, North Carolina at Northwest Ash High School, school, drawing 350 people, if you believe what the internet says. Les and Chip open up the show. Uh, Kessler uh, says the episode is a bit of a recap show and lead up to Volunteer Slam 1995, which took place the day this aired on May 13th, 1995. So there's that. Um, Doc, anything from the opening as I uh, try to get this thing advanced to the very first promo we're going to talk about shortly? No, we go straight to a promo instead of straight to the ring. And here they are, pal, standing there all uppity. Come on, Doc. Is that, is that a word I can say? Grow up. What he's talking about is the gangsters. They're going to cut a promo at the very opening of this episode. Here it is. All right, joining me are the gangsters. Of course, this Friday night, Volunteer Slam, Knoxville Civic Coliseum. It's the gangsters against Terry Funk and Bullet Bob Armstrong. Jim Cornette in the corner. You know, Cornette, I guess you ain't going to give up. And to me and Mustafa, put your fat butt in the ground, put a little dirt on you, and call it a day. First it was The Undertaker, Heavenly Bodies, Ricky and Robert, all of the Armstrongs, and look, the gangs are still here. We ain't went nowhere. And I done told you, we ain't going nowhere until we get ready. Now, it's a catch to Friday night. You see, Cornette, you about as dumb, you dumber than I thought you was. You put up 
$50,000 and you saying that if they lose, you're going to refund everybody's money in Knoxville. I don't mind taking a whooping that night, but I ain't going to take one. Mustafa don't mind getting up that night. He ain't got to give it up. Cornette, you got to go to the bank, son, and I hope your Tilly card is long and unlimited because you're going to have to come out of pocket that night because Terry Funk, he about like us. We got a little bit in common. He ain't one to be trusted either, and I know that if Terry Funk, if the money right, Terry Funk going to peel out on Bob Armstrong. So, Cornette, you get ready. Terry Funk, if you decide not to, you're going to get the beating of your life. And Bob Armstrong, you know what's going to happen. All right, that's this Friday night at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. And now, if you'd like to hear... Well, I mean, New Jack, that's interesting what he just said, isn't it, Doc? Mm-hmm. He planted some seeds. I, I, And I don't feel like I can say any more or else, you know, I might ruin something. So... I don't really want to comment. I think what he said was self-explanatory. Well, the only thing I miss in my note here, and this is a good, really good promo, so don't we're we're starting from that jumping-off point. But I do miss some of the things that we would get from New Jack back in the day. I need some black commentary about social events and just making white people feel uneasy about things. You know, I, I listened to um, Ben Martin, one of our Patreon members. He had he directed me to uh, a podcast that New Jack was on. It wasn't even a podcast. It was a, it was like a, a, a fan type thing that he did. And he got interviewed. It was like a panel interview. And New Jack talked about how, you know, Cornette basically told him, go out there and white, make white people mad. Like that was exactly what he told him. And New Jack said, talked about how, bad it was in the Smokies with them. Like, you know, how these white people, you know, they were, they weren't really safe, but new Jack also went on to say that when he went to, to ECW, he flat out told Paul E, I, I am not going down this race war path again. Like I did in, in Smoky mountain wrestling. So I only say that to point out what you're saying. He, he, there wasn't really a racial undertone in this. It was just, you know, he's just saying, man, Bullet Bob, you better watch out. Funk might turn his back on, on you. I mean, come on, man. Be smart about this, you know. But there was no racial undertone of of, of in there at all, is what I'm trying like, to say. Like, I would love it if he would have come out right there and said, how are all these beautiful, lovely ladies doing here in the Smoky Mountains? <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know, okay, it it, it just hit me. Harper does this all the time. Remember Rocky? Remember Rocky Three, the Clubber Lang one. When, when, when he, Rocky's Rocky's giving a speech at, at the statue, and Clubber Lang says, "Hey, baby, won't you come home? Won't you come home with me? I show you what a real man is." That that's what yeah. hit me when you just said that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I agree. He doesn't. He's 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 definitely not trying to incite any type of race war here. But again. He's telling, he's telling Bob, man, you better watch yourself, man. This is, you you know, you're going into the lion's den here. Yeah, it was still a good promo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. We'll have to see how this all transpires and it all works out. Any other thoughts, Doc? I sure hope it works out in a good Christian way. Yeah, me too. We'll see, though. 
We get a replay of the tag match between Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy from last week. Uh, I'm sorry, Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy versus uh, the Gangsters from last week. Remember, the Thugs won, but the Gangsters beat them up after we went off air. That is really confusing if you just read that on print, like what my notes. The Thugs won, but the Gangsters uh, put the boots to them. This sounds, sounds like the, this sounds like the African-American <laughs> yes. uh, Wrestling Association. Right. Right, it 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 really does, but it's not the thugs as we know, dirty white boys. Join us on BTT for <laughs> yeah, or BET. Uh, I'm assuming you have no thoughts on the replay. So with that said, I'm going to go to a promo of Dirty White Boy and Smothers, and then it's followed by a video package of PG-13. I won't play the audio of it. I'm going to just play the promo though of Smothers. And I mean, Dirty White Boy. You're, you're not gonna play a little bit of that song. I can go a little bit into it. Let me, let me, let me, let's play the promo first. And then you just tell me when to stop it. If, what? Um, hey, so are you, you, did you say you're going to play the thugs here? The, the Yes. The thugs first. And then okay. it's followed by well, the PG-13 I have, I have a question leading into this. This is two weeks in a row. He's done this. Watch Tracy's legs. Has he always been that fidgety when he cuts promos? Like this is, it's become a thing almost like Luger sweating for me. So anyway, go ahead. Let me see. Here it is. Thugs, a dirty white boy and wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. Gentlemen, we just saw the action that took place last week with you guys and the gangsters. And, of course, this uh, coming Saturday, Charlotte, <laughs> Carolina Memories, you've got the gangsters in a ghetto street fight. you got it. You know, gangsters, we proved to ourselves, we proved to all the people in Warrensville, North Carolina, and we proved to the millions of people out there at home that we had, the thugs, had what it take to beat the gangsters. So anytime you want some of us, Ghetto street fight, wherever it may be. It ain't nothing but a thing, man. We're here for a reason, not a season. Right, white boy? That's what I'm talking about. Gangsters, you like coming up and you like trying to hang people. Well, if you'll check my record book, I've hung more people in professional wrestlers than you have ever been in. So what's going to take place, gangsters, is me and this man right here are coming after you. Whether you like it or not, the thugs are on their way. Of course, guys, that's Saturday night in Charlotte. But let's talk about this Friday night in Knoxville. It's PG-13. And let's take a look at them in action. Jesus Christ. Okay. And it's, first off, I did see Tracy's leg, but I think he does that. It's just most of the time it's... um. It's shot from the waist up, so you can't see it as much. Okay. Uh, you got anything from the from from their promo though? Before we go to this PG thirteen video package. Mm, you liked the flag coming out, didn't you? You popped. It, on it that. popped me when when Dirty White Boy puts it in front of them and he unrolls it and then he rolls it back up. It, it just I laughed the way he's just really subtle and he doesn't say anything. He just kind of unrolls it and rolls it back up. And then Tracy does the same thing after when White Boy starts talking. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of Onyx back in the day? I mean, I didn't like them. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't hate them, but I didn't love them either. I mean, they they were fine. I, it wasn't something I was like, oh, I got to go out and buy their CD. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, see, by this time, by '95, man, I I was like heavy into. Bone and 
you know, God, good Lord, no, no limit was starting to take off or had taken off by this point. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know that the Onyx type of rap just wasn't my thing. What do you mean when you say their type of rap? I, I don't even know how to explain it to somebody who's not a rap fan, but I, I don't know if I, I just the beats, their style. I just didn't. I mean, it, it was, was it, if it came on the radio, it wasn't like I turned it, um, you know, because so back then were, people listened to the radio for music. So what So what you're saying is that they were wiggity, wiggity, whack? You're putting words in my mouth. That's not what I said. I just didn't say, I said I didn't love them. I didn't hate them. They were. Well, group. speaking of, speaking of whack, let's talk about the PG-13. I wish Harper was here for this. These, these two guys. What? Why does it make you mad? It's these awesome. Guys, you know, no, you know who these two guys are, especially the tall one, him, and I like mm-hmm. him better, Wolfie D or whatever, JC mm-hmm. Ice. I don't know, Wolfie D. I like him better. But you know who that guy is? That guy's the guy that shows up with his little girl at youth sports and is like, "I'm gonna be involved," and then you never see him again. He shows up to the first practice. He's like, "I want to help out the coach." And he comes up to the coach and wastes the coach time. He's like, I'll help. I'll assist the coach. And you're like, okay. And then you never see that guy again. Or he wants to be too involved and doesn't have a goddamn clue how right. to communicate with people or how to coach appropriately. How many times has a Wolfie D-like character, he's all thugged out, he's a wannabe bad guy but he's down with you sports have you come across in your days too many to count right too many to count he's he's all he's a gangster but he's a gangster at night here and he's down changing oil at firestone and jiffy lube during the day <laughs> say that again so it sinks in He's a gangster at night, a wannabe gangster at night, but during the day he's down changing oil at Firestone and Jiffy Lube, or Jiffy Lube. Probably Jiffy Lube because he got fired from Firestone because he was couldn't get to work on time. Oh, boy. These guys, the beautiful part about PG-13 is that you can walk out your door and throw a rock and hit 15 white dudes that think that they're thug-tastic still in 2019 and that they're all gangster and shit. <laughs> sit the fuck, sit the fuck down, Kyle. <laughs> you just described how every kid from New Orleans looked at the white kids in Metairie. With Harper, I from. bet Harper was their le- Harper and Luke Hawks were their leader, right? Oh my God, you have no idea. Maybe, maybe not Harper as much as Luke. But see, Luke's ten years younger than me, almost. So it's well, he's not ten years younger, but he he's he's younger than me, so a little different. But still, oh my God, you have no idea that that's like walking how every it, walking up to people and calling everybody partner, like they're gonna fucking do something, bruh. <laughs> hey, you don't want to get in any real trouble and jeopardize your scholarship, there, pal. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I didn't play the the second promo from White Boy and Smothers. They're talking about PG thirteen and the volunteers. Man, I, I like gonna it go though. back. 
I was going to go back and say, they all better listen to something there, because if they're talking about shit, Dirty White Boy's got the trump card on everybody by, I'll hang a motherfucker. Here, let me let me play. It's short. Here it is. This is this is after the video package of PG-13. Here's White Boy and Smothers are talking about PG-13 and Volunteer Slam. That's tonight. Champions PG-13 defending against you two in Knoxville. Well, you know, PG-13 come out here and they're downgrading Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They're saying the USWA is the place to be. Ha! If you want to fight, if you want to get your eye pulled out, a nose broke, or some teeth knocked out, you come to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. What it boils down to, PG-13, is you're two little men in a big man's world. And I'm getting sick and tired of it, so I'm coming, and I know this man is coming to just beat somebody up. Ain't that right, Wild Eyes? That's what I'm screaming. What I'm talking about, PG-13, there's no doubt you're a great team. You're the USWA Tag Team Champions, but you're looking at the thugs, guys. Shine them belts up and get them looking real good, because that volunteer slam, they're coming where they belong, around the white boy and the Wild Eyes Southern boys' waist. The The thugs. There you have it. This Friday night in Knoxville, Saturday in Charlotte. Okay. Thoughts on it? I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and and you know, let's be clear cuz people don't understand critique anymore. I don't like PG-13, so they're doing their job, right? Cuz right. they're heels. <laughs> I want to see the I want to see these N words that start with a W get their ass kicked. So they're doing yeah. good. They're doing what they're supposed to do. So I'm downplaying them, but they're playing a character that I don't like. So people don't understand wrestling anymore. You want to see those little skinny bastards who think they're tough get their ass kicked. Right. They're the you okay, so let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a movie? It was kind of an indie movie, independent movie called White Boys with a Z on the end instead of an S. No. It's about these cornfield white kids that all love rap. Wait, I think I saw that a long time ago now that you said And they have one black friend and they go into the city to try to get some drugs to sell so they can live that life. And it goes wrong and it gets real and they crap their white little whitey tidies. <laughs> and that's what this shit reminds me of. We're out there. You're out there in the damn country where the fresh air and all that shit, and that ain't good enough for you. So you got to go in and cause some trouble. I got. You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what. That's what this r- reminded me of. I, I. I. I've seen that. Now that you say it. Now that you. Now that you described it. I remember it. It's been a long. That movie's old, Doc. I know, man. Oh, I've been around. Shit. Okay. I grew up in the I grew up in the hood, and you know what I didn't do? Run my mouth like a bunch of assholes. When you're in the hood like that, and you're outnumbered, it's best to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so, Doc's and full I didn't, point. And I didn't assimilate because I was out there listening to Doc, and I wasn't going to listen to no Run DMC. I was okay. trying to get my docking on, and my Metallica fool. All right, but to the point, Doc's making. They're heels. They're chicken shits. They're not gangsters, and. We want to see They're them get cl- their ass they are, kicked. They are clowns. Clowns. They're buffoons. What? They are buffoons. 
influence. And it's, and, <laughs> it's corny, and it's, says. And it's awesome. I mean, that's well, what they're supposed to be. As Corny says, he says this in a different context when he says it, but you're a fucking, you're a buffucking foon. Uh, yeah. They are clowns, buffoons. Um, I, but I also had a note. I get the feeling, because you're, you're, I mean, we're starting to enter the, the time period where a young baby face Mike Mills is thinking about putting on a pair of boots and trying this thing on, right? When did you have your first match? Oh, early 96. So you're within a few months of your ring debut. I feel like if Menace to Society had had a, a video package back in the day, it might have looked something like this. But I but I wasn't skinny like these dudes, man. Right, but you peering around a corner looking for 5 and shit with a hubcap or something. But I wasn't 170 pounds either. What were you, 270? Uh, by that point in 96, 225 to... I don't know, I may have been more than that. I don't... I don't. I was well over 200 pounds, I can tell you that much. I was definitely more than 220. Definitely more than 220. I, I was not that, that skinny, though. That they, they were... God, those dudes. Jesus Christ. Anyway. All right, let's keep going. So the point being Doc's trying to make is... Their heels, we want to see them get their ass kicked, especially by Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Stallworth, Thoroughbred Wrestlers, Dirty White Boy, and Tracy Smothers, the thugs. Well, we go then to a, I'm not going to play this, Doc, because it's a promo, it's a confrontation with Jim Cornette and Jim Kessler, unless you disagree, but Cornette, he basically promotes Volunteer Slam in the match with Bullet Bob and Funk versus the Gangsters. And then he throws it to a match with Funk versus Armstrong from Knoxville that Armstrong won that was a Texas death match. And it's just, I did have one note. It's funny hearing Dutch on commentary because that feels like it was 30 years ago at this point in the strangest way. Uh, I'll stop there and get your thoughts before I finish on what else I have. Yeah, that was weird, and I actually watched it because this is the first time Funk does the moonsault, right? Yep. Yeah, it was. He hit that moonsault. And, uh, you know, and that's why they're doing it. All those people at home are like, man, man, if I go to the wrestling matches and the gangsters win, then it's free. (laughs) We should go. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way those young ends don't lose are going to lose to those old men. Those guys are old. Let's yeah. go. Buy your ticket and get there. Who? All right. So they, again, they show this replay and this was, this was fun when they did this. And I, again, it was fun here in Dutch on commentary. And then they go to Armstrong who pumps up volunteer slam as he reiterates the $50,000 stipulation that's on the line. And if he and funk lose, then Cornette will refund all the fans to what doc was just saying. Uh, Cornette is at the end of it. Cornette just continues pushing the volunteer slam. And that's all I had from that. Uh, it, it, it was kind of an infomercial, but it, this was cool because like doc said, we got to see funk hit that moonsault and it was, it was fun here in Dutch. I didn't mind this replay cause it was so long ago. Like it ties in what's going on now. This wasn't a replay from last week. This was a replay from, you know, years ago. So that was my thought on that doc. Any other thoughts before we keep going? 
just that the main storyline here that's bubbling underneath all this, and we talked about it, is just, I think it was last week. Man, it's two old white men standing up John Wayne style to take on the black men, the young black guys. And that's going to galvanize the the fans. (laughs) This is right up there, Allie. Any other thoughts? It's brought together Jim Cornette, Terry Funk, and Bob Armstrong to fight this black scourge. The unholy alliance. These three guys. Holy crap. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And so we are, what, six months in now to Corny and the gangsters going back and forth? Because it started before Christmas. Six months in. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Just that feud. Yeah, we're basically five and a half, six months into that portion of the feud. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then first they, they give a recap lesson. And Chip Kessel give a recap of the bad blood with Unabomb Snow and the rock and roll. And we hear some of the promos again. And then they show Snow versus Morton in the chicken coop from Freedom Hall on May 6th. Um, let me, any thoughts on the recap before I get to the, the whole chicken coop, um, incident? No. All right. So they are in the chicken coop and all my note, I didn't look this up and I probably can on the fly while I'll throw it to you and get your thoughts. That crowd looks small. Um, at Freedom Hall right here. What, what do you have from this chicken coop match between Ricky Morton and Al Snow? I'm going to see if I can find the crowd size. But go go ahead. You got anything? Well, right here if you're looking at the at the hard at the across the way, what you just took off the No, video I didn't I, take, was... I didn't I didn't take off. It's um Google Chrome's opening up and that's why it's it just Jesus Christ, I was going to talk to something that was happening on the screen. Look at the lady standing right there between Curtis and the wrestlers. Hold on, I rewound it for you, but go ahead. Okay, so What's there's that? a kid and it looks like a red tank top prob- or a jersey or something, and a lady standing. I was just wondering if that's like, come on, come on, little Trevor. Let's go down to the match. And once Ricky sees how much you look like him, he's got to uh, he's got to agree that you're his. I don't know where you were going with that, but okay. How many times do you think that happened to Ricky Morton or Stan Lane or Ric Flair in their lives? Too much. Hey, he's yours. Just walking up and looking at him and goes, <laughs> you remember me? And they're like, no. Well, he's yours. Oh, God. You remember that night back in Pensacola where I let you do those things? Well, this is what came out of it. <laughs> Oh boy! Do you know how much braces are? You know how much what is? Braces. His teeth are crooked. I bet it runs in your family. A lot. <laughs> I bet that happened all the time. True, I'm, real, real and imagined. Real and imagined. I agree that you you hit the nail on the head. Real and imagined because if she was, never mind. I don't want to go. I don't. Nah, I'm not gonna say anything. Now I'm this not, was a, a amazing visual right here i hate when you do that explain what you mean by this was an amazing visual i'm about to tell you here comes unibomb up through the ring dude and i'm telling you that may be something that oh i've seen it today but this is a territory smoky mountain 1995 you haven't seen this just everywhere that's awesome 
The ring is moving. What in the hell is happening? Right. The canvas is poking up and you're like, what the hell is going on? So basically I looked it up. There's 600. It's reported that there's 650 people here. Maybe so. We just, it just looks smaller because of how it's being shot. So they show a good bit of this match. The ref gets bumped and Morton pile drives snow and then gets some revenge on snow. Unabom was hiding under the ring in to the point Doc made, he cuts himself up through the ring. He cuts the canvas and comes up into the ring. Chip Kessler is yelling, oh, my God, there's two Unabombs. Unabom was on the outside. Now he's on the inside. Let me see if I can just get a little audio of that because he, he, he's losing his shit. Bad. Wait, wait. What? How can that be? Unabom is outside and Unabom is inside. Damn, I don't believe it. How can this be? How can this be? Unibomb is outside. Unibomb is inside. Two Unibombs. Golly. Oh, Unibomb. So what he means is Robert Gibson is supposed to be handcuffed to one corner of the ring on the outside, and Unibomb is supposed to be cornered to the uh, handcuffed to the other side, and he is, but Unibomb comes in through the rope, so they've got some other big tall guy out there handcuffed to the ring post and the real Unabom is really under the ring and comes in and he just beats the shit out of Ricky Morton. And this goes on for a while. I mean, they're in the ring, they're destroying Morton. Morton Unabom power bombs Morton as we see on the Patreon video. Blaze, Bobby Blaze and Boo Bradley, they they come out and they're trying to climb in the ring to save Morton. Uh Gibson who's handcuffed on the outside, he finally gets free and climbs in through the hole that Unabom came through. Uh, Bobby Blaze and Boo, they 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 follow and come through the hole because they can't get over the top because, God, that ring is so rickety. And <laughs> how do you climb that shit when it's moving on you, right? Look at that. I mean, that's suicide. Why would you climb that, Doc? You wouldn't. <laughs> you don't. So, long story short, the way they get into the ring is they have to come through the bottom like Unabomb did. And Bobby Blaze and, like I said, Boo eventually get in that way. Unabom and Snow finally retreat, and Morton is beaten and battered, left laying. Doc, any thoughts? Yeah, again, I just want to say that this may not be shocking now. First of all, when Snow was kicking them off the cage, I thought the cage was going to go. Look at that cage, man. Look at the cage. It, it's not holding up well to, to action here. But what a visual. What a surprise. I always loved that whole territory wrestling. Somebody camped out under the ring with a six pack and just sat there all night. The dedication to the bit. I thought this was great. Absolutely fantastic. I thought it was great that Gibson was smart and went in through the the hole in the ring. I liked everything about this. It, it was... I mean, you know, when you see it for the first time, I don't know if you expect what happens to happen. Because everybody's going to say, oh, I remember when Taz and Bigelow went through the ring. Okay. But it's, it is. that was, And that was cool, too. I like that. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is different, man. Like, this is 95, and I don't know, man, it, you, you don't. It just was weird. You didn't... The thing was, Unabom, whoever the fake Unabom was on the outside, had a mask on. So you didn't you didn't think that you anybody would come through the bottom. And when Unabom comes through the bottom of the ring, cuts a hole in, and it was even before he did that, he's pushing up through the canvas. So you see the canvas, like, lifting up. You're like, what the hell's going Buckling. on? 
Yeah. Yeah. So when he comes in, you're like, damn, that's pretty awesome. And then everything ensues after. And then, you know, the visual that they can't climb the cage because the cage is so rickety and fall, falling on the side. So it, it is pretty damn good. Long story short, Morton gets the shit beat out of him, though. And he's battered, you know, when they leave him laying. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to Morton's promo? No, very, very well done. I, again, that's that's that was nice. So Ricky Morton now is on, I guess, the second or third story of some building, and he's promoting the upcoming scaffold match. That's a, I thought Snow. that was a high school in the daytime, and I was like, somebody alert the cheerleaders. Oh, wow. Okay. What? All right. <laughs> Let's go to Ricky Morton now. Uh, he's going to promote the upcoming scaffold match. And um, see what he's got to say. So ever since you've come to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and every match that we had with you, you always seem to be standing there with Unibot. Either in tag matches, you're always standing behind him. And then when we had matches where there was a certain stipulation, you was always able to involve Unibot. Well, you know, this Friday night in Knoxville, Tennessee, Al Snow, me and you are going 20 feet above the ring in the scaffold match. Now, I know that you're trying to think of things that you can do to the Rock and Roll Express, but the one thing is, I want to tell you for example, when we're standing 20 feet in the air, you see Al Snow, I can see Unibomb coming a mile away. So I know this Friday night in Knoxville that when we're up here on this case, nobody's going to be able to interfere. It's just going to be me and you, Al Snow. Now, I don't know if you know anything about scaffold matches or not, but you see, I have had a little bit of experience. And when you're 20 feet above the ring, you can see exactly how high it is. What you've got to look forward to, Al Snow, when you're standing up there, it's one-on-one. Now, for one thing, I can say to you, Al Snow, you see, you say that you hurt me real bad just dropping me three feet on my head with a power drop. Now, for example, I want to show you something, Al Snow, what it's like to fall 20 feet on your head. You see, Al Snow, this right here kind of looks like you, melon head. For example, I want to show you what it's like when you fall 20 feet in the air on your head. Al Snow, there's only one thing you got to remember. That when we're 20 feet above the ring, there's no safety rails. The only way you can win is to knock your opponent into the ring or to the floor. I see you this Friday night in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we get to see the pumpkin hit the ground in slow motion. Wasn't that more than 20 feet? I mean, only feet? water. Wasn't what? Was, isn't that more than 20 feet? Oh, hell yeah. That's freaking 30 feet at least. Right. But the pumpkin... Uh, uh, Reminded pumpkin. me of the Road Warriors throwing the pumpkin off. That's why, Fans, saying, arrived. that's why I keep saying pumpkin. Because that's exactly what it was. That's that. The, that's exactly what Corny did. Because Corny was involved in that when they did that on the scaffold that time with the road warriors throwing the pumpkins down. So I don't like the match, but that was an effective promo because it was just he ain't fired up. He's like he ain't woo and out there wooing and hollering. It was I'll see you Friday night and you're going off the scaffold, Melonhead. Exactly what happened. Now with that said, I, I don't. I gotta go to. Al Snow here. Um, his promo. He goes on Kessler. way too long, though. But he calls Morton's girl skanky, a yeast infection. Then he referenced all of Morton's illegitimate kids. And I was like, bro, you're getting a little bit too close to comfortable <laughs> right here. Uh, brother, 
can can you lay off the uh brother brother leave my kids alone um here let me let me play a, a, real, a snippet of real it. or imagined right let me play a snippet of it here it is here at the arena several hours before tonight's scheduled matches and lo and behold al snow is already here and i would think he is dwelling on this friday night's encounter with ricky morton at the volunteer slam you're damn right i'm blowing it. 20 feet in the air scaffold match al what are your thoughts what are, what are my thoughts what do you think my thoughts are chip my thoughts are ricky you must not have enough brains to grease a skillet if it was lard you know, I know you wanted me bad. I knew you did. But I didn't realize you wanted me that bad. Not bad enough to put your life at risk and mine. I'll be honest, Chip. I'm scared of heights. Most normal people are. I don't want to go up there. But Ricky Morton is forcing me into a situation. Well, not just Ricky Morton, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He's forcing me into a situation where I don't only have to put my career on the line. I have to put my life on the line. Now, you're 20 feet in the air, no interference. The only way you can win or Ricky Morton is to drop the foe down to the ring or the floor. You must have some strategy. Oh, I've got a strategy. I've got a strategy. Because as much as I want to end your career, Ricky Morton, as badly as I want to put an end to you, I just as badly want to make sure that I don't put an end to myself. Don't you think for a minute not for one second that when you're hanging there your fingernails are scratching on that that scaffold and you're looking down don't think for a minute that I won't kick you right square in the teeth don't you think for a minute that I'll hesitate to drop you on your head 20 feet to the concrete below I don't care Ricky what happens to you I don't care about your stinking family or all your little illegitimate children are out there running around I don't care about your skanky bag of a yeast girlfriend and how you're going to support her you should know that by now Ricky Morton because if I'm willing to go to the extent that I've went to already on the ground Ricky Morton the extent that I've went to with you already on the ground what do you think I'm going to do when you put me in a corner 20 feet in a stick of air? Robert's going to be down on the ground where it's safe, Ricky. And I know you've been in scaffold matches before. But I really don't give a damn. Because I'm telling you right now, you're putting your life on the line. And I'm putting mine. Not just your career, Ricky. You're putting your life on the line. And I'll do whatever it takes. Put an end to you. And you people in Knoxville, you want to come and see something? You want to come and see a match you've never seen before? You come and see it because I'll give it to you. Not because I can, but because I always do. And Ricky Morton, you better come and be prepared to risk that neck of yours. Because when I t you think it hurt, when I dropped you on the head, I dropped you on your head in the ring from maybe two or three feet? What do you think it's going to happen when I drop you on your head from 20 feet? And don't think I'm not going to have any compulsions about doing it. All right, Doc. Uh, he did go on for, for a, a while, but uh, any thoughts? How many people in the Smoky Mountains knew what the word compulsion means? That's nice, Doc. 
He's talking about having convulsions. What? <laughs> yeah, he he went on for a while, but he, he it it was fine. It was a good promo because the thing that was is the takeaway line for me and the part where he shines is when he basically says, I'm in, in a corner and I'll do anything to get out of it. And if that means I got to kick you off the, the ledge so that I can live, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Any that's, other thoughts? Uh, well, that's just, that's powerful stuff, dude. He's, he's cutting a lot better promos and really uh, doing good work here. So we go from that. We get a plug for Carolina Memories being promoted for May 20th at the Grady Cole Center in Charlotte, North Man, Carolina. Man, they've always, they've always got something going here. Jeez. They do. I can't keep up with all this shit. Here comes Sandy Scott and Tim Woods and the Weaver Lock is out there and Magnum's going to hobble out. Yeah, they they basically they're doing this show in in Charlotte at the Grady Cole Center and and they're bringing back all the like old I don't want to say all but they're bringing back numerous people from the Mid-Atlantic Territory and you know, you can't say Cornette wasn't working his ass off. That's all I have from this other than that. I mean, I mean they are they're busting their hump, man, getting just they're doing a lot of stuff and that's all I have. Any, you got anything else from the plug here for that? No. Nah. We ain't gonna see it on TV, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, we don't. They don't show anything from it. So if you're if you're wondering, that's uh, they're not they're not gonna show anything. I got a hard enough time just trying to cover what we got on TV here. I don't need <laughs> <Right>. extra. Sh- <laughs> I'm with you. We get a recap of the feud with Killer Kyle and Boo Bradley that has led to the Jersey Dog Collar fight, and uh, there's a there's a promo involved. I don't have anything from these promos though. K- Killer Kyle is is just a country sounding dude. It's amazing. Yeah, it what was that his second promo first or the second time he's ever spoken? Three and a half years in the promotion, almost at this point, and this is his second promo ever. Okay. Yeah, you're right. All right. So then, um, any other thoughts on the, this whole thing with uh, Boo and Kyle? Uh it's one of those things where I'm more interested in seeing it than I am them talking about it. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm with you there. And it's not that he, it's not that they're bad. It's just uh, I'm 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 definitely more interested in seeing it than them plugging it or talking about it or promoing. So we go then to uh, Buddy Landell, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Champ. He's going to take on Steve Armstrong for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Title. This is supposed to be a figure four challenge. Less even says the only way to win is the figure four is with the figure four. You can't win by pin. I went back and listened to this multiple times, and there's a reason I'm saying that. You're supposed to win only by figure four. Doc, did you hear that same thing? Um, I did. Okay. So, you're supposed to only be able to win by figure four. But, we got some shenanigans at the end here with the, with the figure four. <laughs> so. Oh, no, not shenanigans. So real quick, I'm going to talk through it and I'll play it back for our Patreon members too. So Steve Armstrong, he puts Budro in the figure four, but the ref is nowhere to see it because the ref is knocked out. 
Budro takes an entire case uh, or entire bag of cocaine out of his trunks. Jesus Christ. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that eruption. So, you know what happened, Man, that... Doc? He's got it tied up in a knot, and it's, like, got air in it. So he couldn't get it open. So when he squeezed it, it just exploded. Man, that was what it must be like to be a girl. <laughs> Look, well, here it is it again. Your, getting squirted in the face. Here it is again. <laughs> so for the people, it explodes on him and over his head, a cloud of powder before he throws the other part of the powder. Delicious. First of all, anytime there's powder, I'm involved. And, <laughs> you know, Look with Buddy and powder. Buddy and... Dude, I popped so loud when that happened. Dude, it looked like the Challenger when the Challenger blew up. Uh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm talking about the cloud of dust. It was an explosion in the ring. <laughs> it was a bigger explosion of powder than what he threw in Steve Armstrong's face. Right. That's the point I was trying to make. So the, he, he explodes the powder. And then he throws it in Steve's face. And then he puts... Steve had him in the, the figure four when, when he threw the powder in, in Steve's face. So now Buddy's got the figure four on Steve. And referee Mark Curtis... I think it just kind of hit me. Maybe he's so knocked out, that's why he decides to count to three. I don't know. What do you think? I thought he counted a five there. Well, he did. He kept counting. but So the long story short here is... Buddy cheats and throws powder, which if you're the ref, you got to look around and be like, look at all this damn powder. Why right. is there a fucking There's a lot of, of cocaine on the, on the, the canvas? <laughs> hey, can you go back to 3815 real quick and tell me if Buddy flipped off the crowd? My phone screen is cracked, so I, I couldn't really see. Mm, 3815. Okay, so I'm at 3807. Uh, let's see. Uh, 3811, 12... I th yeah, that's what it looks like he did. He looked like he he doing it. No, he's snapping. He's snapping. Oh, he's snapping. Yeah, he like did. Okay. okay, I couldn't see that on my phone. So okay. Okay, he snapped. All right, just a snap then. Um. All right. So I, I got to see the powder one more time, Doc. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was great. Uh, so how many times? How many times in Boudreaux's life do you think he did that with a baggie of? real white powder that was like trying to like down on his hands and knees trying to clean it all up and get everything <laughs> like, oh boy <laughs> Jesus, it just he's all everywhere. he's all excited with a new baggie an eight ball and oh man okay well okay so again let's recap this we're confused because it's supposed to be a figure four challenge He's and, he's he's about to he's about to snort a big line and then he drops it and it goes from anticipation to just panic in a second. Yep, pretty much. Um, uh, Buddy wins by pin, even though it's supposed to be a figure four challenge, and that's how this thing ends. So, it's really what's silly. the longest what's the longest rail of cocaine you ever sniffed? I've never sniffed cocaine, but well, you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes, you did. Come on. All right, any so other thoughts? You're straight edge. You're straight edge, like CM Punk. Very much so. 
Very much so. But Henny's not a drug, right? Oh, it's alcohol. Oh, well, I, thanks. Thank you. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you knew that. It's not. No. It's not. An, it's not an illegal substance as defined by the, you know, United States of America. You can buy it. Oh. And Are they a credible it. source on this? I guess you know it's the country we live in. Okay, so here we go. We got one more promo to get to. This is after Budro defeats Steve Armstrong, and Budro is up there with Les Thatcher. Let's see what Budro has to say. Right with me, the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy Buddy Landell, and this Friday night, you've got this same gentleman, Steve Armstrong, title on the line in Knoxville Volunteer Slam. Being the gentleman wrestler that I am, I go out with a good conscience going to wrestle the man fair and square. But what happens? He wants to throw baby powder in my face. Wait a minute, who threw what? I think you the one who threw Hush, the puppy. Hush, puppy. Don't ever interrupt the champion, okay? Number one, I can beat anybody in the world with my patented figure four any day of the week. Steve Armstrong, I just beat you right in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. I'm still the champion. This Friday night, the volunteer slam, baby. The volunteer whatever. I'm telling you something. It's going to happen because lightning's going to strike in the same place twice. See, I'm the nature boy, Buddy Landell, and you're just one of them whining drunk Armstrongs. What's the difference? Champion, chump. You understand what I'm talking about? So I want you to go home to the old man and all your brothers. Go down to the local crawl and fall and drink you down some false courage and try to get some guts up to come back to Knoxville to meet me May the 19th, this Friday night. I'm coming for you. You've heard it from Buddy Landau. Now let's hear more about the volunteers. So he basically used that line, go get a bottle of Thunderbird and get some courage that Austin used on Jake at 96 King of the Ring. What he needs to do is go get a bottle of that cheap Thunderbird and get back at that courage, some of that courage he had in his prime. Did you did you catch that too? Doc. Oh, Doc. I was eating some peanuts, so I mm. needed to mute myself because you hate when I eat on oh, the air. Oh, but... yes. Thank you for muting. That's beautiful. Hey. Right. So um, you're welcome. And let me just say that uh yes it did sound like stone cold there and he also used a great southern term that we haven't heard since the days of mr ron wright which is gentleman wrestler oh yeah mm. oh brother give me one of them gentleman wrestlers out here brother i get need my, my gentleman wrestlers my cataracts taken out and get all healed up so i can i, I can be healthy i miss old brother ron oh man god i miss ron what a fucking great part of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Okay. So, uh, Doc, any other thoughts before we go to Government Cheese and you give out the disability check? I think it's time to roll. All right. So, uh, um, before we give out the dis- disability checks, remember, become a Patreon member at tinyurl.com slash BTT to get access to the world-class shows and over 200-plus Patreon-exclusive episodes there. If you love our Jim Crockett promotion shows, which I'm sure every one of you do, you get the Clash of Champions, you get the pay-per-views from Jim Crockett as we get to them, all that good stuff at tinyurl.com slash BTT. How many disability checks are you giving this one, Doc? 
Well, uh, I thought this was another good show. I enjoyed it. Um, we had fun. Um, I mean, we always seem to. Uh, I'm going to say 8.0. All right. And then we're going to give out the Government Cheese Award. But before we do that, the holidays are upon us. You're doing a lot of shopping. So give that link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon to your wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces and tell them to use it as they're buying all the Christmas gifts that they buy. That is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Not only, as Doc says, not only give the link to them, actually physically go to the web browser, put it in, and make sure they use it. Not Just don't tell them, because broads don't take directions well. They'll just nod and go, okay, okay, and they go... Whatever, and they Suck go back the to teeth the, and the, those and... Cla- those those BTT assholes. They're the one that taught him to say that's classy to everything. So when I queefed that time when he we were having sex, and he goes that's classy. I blame that guy, Hard Buddy Harper, for that. That's nice. <laughs> All right, the government cheese. I got to give it to Buddy because the the match was bull crap in a way because the stipulation how you win wasn't really followed, but. The fact that Buddy busted open that bag of powder and Mm. wasted more than he got thrown into Armstrong, I just kind of thought that was a great thing. So, Doc, uh, who are you going to give yours to? So here's the thing. and You you called me a liar, a chronic liar, earlier in this program, but I'm going to be completely and 100% transparent to the people of the, the, the Army. I forgot to write down some cheese. And so I went through this and the first person I was going to give the cheese to was the Unabomb ankle. Cause that was pretty cool. And then Al Snow's promo was better than I remember on second listen. So I was like, man, I think he won it, but bro, that powder flying open means buddy gets the damn cheese, dude. That was hysterical again. You ever have a you ever work a gimmick in the ring and have it start working against you? Not like that. I mean, okay. timing timing on things sometimes can get squirrely because you know you're depending on so many moving parts and stuff. But I I don't know. Actually, I thought Buddy like rushed there. I don't think he he could have taken more time because because Mark Curtis is knocked out. So I just think he it was almost like he panicked and was like shit. I can't get this thing open. So he just squeezed it and. At the same time he was squeezing it, he was ripping the, the little bag open, and the pressure just poof, it just explodes and shoots out off over shot the top a, of his head. Shot a rope of powder on him. So. Dude, it did. It was like <laughs> it was like an explosion. I'm like, holy shit, this is insane. So yeah, I, I've never nothing like that, but I think Buddy just he had time. I just think he just didn't he he got impatient with it and just was like screw this poof and it flew out everywhere. It was pretty insane, man. It was it was that was an interesting moment. I I popped. I came unglued when when that powder shot everywhere. I was like, look at this shit. So good yeah. stuff though. Good stuff. All right. So Budro is getting your cheese as well. Yeah, we're uh, halfway through. May, that means there's just a little over six months left in the promotion, pal. Yeah, we're we're um We're gonna start doing seven of these a day and get done with this shit, right? Let's see. If there are twenty eight left, we would need to do seven 
a day over f- in four days we could be done. I say we do it. Let's start right now. God, seven a day. Can you imagine? That's a we Smoky could, Mountain sweatshop. We could do it if if we did like watch along format. You could you could knock that out with ease. Like you really you could you could literally we, knock. We that don't out. do watch alongs anymore because you don't like the way Harper and I do play by play and color commentary. Y'all don't describe nothing. It's like what's going? Oh, look at him. Oh, look at this guy. And oh my, uh, your, see that right your, there is what I like. And and it's like, what do you just? You got to tell the people what you're what you're talking about. No, no. You just can't say, "Oh, look no. at that! Oh my God!" No, that's your job. Our job is to draw the people in and make them feel like they're there with us. And we no, do a great not, job that's of that. That's not drawing anything in. That's people are going to turn it off and be like, "I don't like this." No, people love me in Harper, so they like to hear us and our react natural reactions. And it's your job to, you know, keep things on the on the road there. Yeah, and call we're the do that. We'll do that with an episode, just so just so the people can see how much they won't like it. I think if Harper and I are involved, everybody will love it, just like everything, just like everything else. I think you're full of shit. And with that said, we got to get out of here. But before we do so, I want to give a special shout out to the WPAN Wrestling Podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They talk classic and current stuff, so check them out. Just search Wrestling Podcast about nothing wherever you get your podcast from. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Those shows support us, so please support them. And that's about it. We're going to get out of here on that note. I don't think we have anything else. So, Doc, you may hit the tagline, and you may take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately when you 
are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you, listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Duneif, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, long time supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sportscap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when he get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>